Braylon Williams, and welcome back to another episode of Enneagram Restored Podcast. For my faithful listeners, I thank you for listening once again. For new listeners, I hope you enjoy this episode. So today, I'm going to talk about the basics of threes, talk about threes and relationships. Um, And at, at the end of this episode, I just want to give some practical advice that threes can take in order to change their source of admiration from others to themselves. Let's start by talking about the basics of type threes. So for a type three, their basic fear is being worthless. Type threes really fear being insignificant. They, they fear failure. This fear of insignificance and failure drives threes to strive for excellence and they, they strive to for acknowledgement of their accomplishments. Threes are just high performance machines who they somehow believe that their true identity is their identity is just set in their accomplishments. So the question begs itself, why is it that threes feel as if their identity is what is based off of the accomplishments? Well, it, it has to do with the, the fact that as kids, they, they pick up this wounding message that you are what you do. If you're for a three, there's a voice that's telling them in the back of their mind, if you accomplish great things, you are great. If you accomplish nothing, you are nothing. Because this is that's just the message. That's the wounding message that they picked up as kids. You are what you do. It's not a healthy message, and I don't encourage it. But I can, I can also tell you from personal experience that it is very well worth trying to move away from that point of thinking that you are what you do because although I'm not a type three myself I'm a type eight uh, but I'm not a three and I, I have had moments again this is how the Enneagram kind of works even though you're one main type you still kind of experience all other types of the Enneagram too but especially as a younger person maybe junior high, high school age, where that's how I thought uh, I am what I do. So if I do this, I am great. If I get to meet this person, I am successful. That was just kind of my my mindset at the time. But again, I think that's a lot of teenagers' mindsets, really. But it's more than just a temporary phase for type threes. This mindset that I am what I do is a lifelong thinking for someone who is a type three. It's not good. But all of this is why threes are just motivated by an overwhelming need to be admired. 
And when a three begins moving in the direction of disintegration, when a three begins to experience moments of stress, experience time periods of stress, they become disengaged and apathetic like an unhealthy nine. During this movement to disintegration, threes lose their optimism. One of the most first glance, don't have to think about it. You can tell that they have optimism. That's one of their characteristics. That's just easy to tell right off the bat. As soon as you meet someone who's a three, you can tell that they are very optimistic and they lose that. So if, if you have a friend or if you have a family member who you know is a type three and like in the blink of an eye, they go from being optimistic to pessimistic. Know that more than likely they are experiencing this movement to disintegration. They are experiencing stress. But on the flip side, when, when the three is move, moving in the direction of growth, a deceitful three will become much more compassionate and much more cooperative with other people because they, in moments of growth, theories go to the healthy side of type sixes. And it is here when a, a three is experiencing growth that, and they are on the positive side of six, that they experience being loved for who they are and not for what they do. And so my plea for anybody who is a three today, who is listening to this episode, or if you know someone who is a three, I ask you to plead on my behalf for me with that person. I, I, can you agree with me today, from today out, as you listen to this episode, that you will do everything you can, that you will try your hardest each moment that you breathe to always be in this period of growth. Now, I know life is life, so we all are going to experience moments of stress. We're all going to move to disintegration because that's just part of life. But can you can you make the promise for me that you will try everything you can to always be moving in a direction of growth? Because I want you to experience that 24-7. I want you to experience being loved for who you are and not for what you do 24-7 seven days a week, 365 days a year, for as long as you should live. I want you to experience that love. That I want you to experience being loved for who you are and not for what you do. Can, can you agree with that you'll do that for me, that you will do everything that you can to always be moving in the direction of growth? But I want to come back now to the idea of shame. So each triad of the Enneagram has this one overwhelming emotion that really takes over each type of the Enneagram as they start to disconnect from their true self. And that overbearing emotional response that the heart triad receives is shame. And the twos, fours, and threes each deal with shame in a different way. For type twos and fours, they attempt to control their shame. But for type three, they just deny their shame. And they do this by 
becoming the image of their ideal successful person. That's so a three will deny the shame and cope with the shame by, you know, saying, I don't, I, that's non existent. Here's my idea of somebody who's successful. I'm going to reach that. That's how the three deals with shame as they start to disconnect from their true self. And it's a dangerous position for threes or any type, really, to willingly go into that moment of coping rather than accepting the feeling that they are experiencing as they disconnect from the true self. Because as you, so for a three, as they say, all right, I'm feeling shame. I'm going to deny it. This is my ideal person. They begin to lose their true self. For a two and a four, when they try to control their shame and go into an unhealthy manner, they, they lose their true self. As for every other type of Enneagram too, when, when you allow that overbearing emotional response to take over rather than acknowledging, accepting, and doing everything you can to overcome it, you start to lose your true self. And that, that's not good. But of course, just 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 like every other type of the Enneagram, not only do they have this, the threes have this overbearing emotional response, but threes also have a deadly sin, just like every other type of the Enneagram. For a type three, that that deadly sin is deceit. Now, not in the typical manner that you think of deceit, but threes have the deadly sin of more self-deceit than being deceitful because threes really aren't deceiving other people as much as they are deceiving themselves because threes will craft a persona that that will impress people especially people who they believe to be very successful and of high influence they will craft the persona to to you know be admired by that person to get in favor with that person and doing crafting this persona just again makes a three lose touch with their authentic self threes will switch personas to match their environment if you think about it threes are really kind of like social chameleons they you know you know those little reptile lizard things chameleons they they can blend into wherever they are you know naturally they're like green yellowish color but if they're on a piece of wood they can blend to that wood if they're on a black desk they can blend to match that black desk it is a camouflaging of themselves away from prey and in the same manner it is it, as chameleons do it to camouflage and protect themselves from predators so do type threes type threes are crafting the persona so no one will prey on them no one will see them as a weak link and before we move on to before we move away from talking about the basics of type threes i really want to discuss the the levels of health for a type three so 
at their best, at the healthy levels. Threes are self-accepting, authentic, modest, and charitable. Healthy threes are moving toward being known and loved for who they are. Again, that connection to the positive side of type six and not for what they do or what they accomplish. They, they are moving to being loved for who they are and not, and not for what they do. Healthy threes also realize their self-worth is not tied into setting goals. Um, it's not tied into rising above the challenges of life. It's not tied to solving problems. But they still love to do that. They just realize that's not their identity. It becomes healthy theories at this point, setting goals, rising above challenges and solving problems. All that, all those things really become less of a coping mechanism and more of a hobby for a healthy three. Average type threes, though, are terrified of failure and are just highly concerned with their performance. This is at this level of health that threes begin to become social climbers and they become invested in being the best. And for someone who is a type three and, and they're at this level of health, they see love as something to be earned. Again, you love me for what I do and not for who I truly am. That this is this is when we start to see that taking place at the average level of health. And this is where threes begin to move away. A healthy three will begin to move away from this. You love me be it because of who I am and not for what I do, and flip it as they begin to become average health level and say, You don't love me for who I am, but you love me for what I do. Average threes are also confident in their abilities. But at the same time, they are very image conscious about themselves. So while they are confident that they can pull off the best public speaking moment in history or draw the best art piece ever known to man or, you know, drive the fastest car without crashing. They are very conscious about their image. Although threes are confident in their abilities, they are very image conscious and they really want, again, they want to be social chameleons and blend so everybody likes them, so everybody admires them for what they are doing. But last, let's talk about the unhealthy level of type threes. So unhealthy threes fear failure and humiliation. And, an unhealthy three is really willing to do whatever it takes to preserve their superiority. Now, this superiority is really an illusion. They may not have it unless they are somebody of, you know, job-wise, career-wise, career-wise, um, who actually does have superiority. But socially, really... For three, superiority rarely ever exists, but they have this illusion that they have it. An unhealthy three will even may even throw people under the bus for their own advantage. 
And it's, it is because unhealthy theories are so desperate for attention that they, they, they turn their deadly sin of self-deceit into intentional deceit. This means telling fabricated stories about themselves and, and their accomplishments to maintain their image. Hey, I'm an unhealthy three. I am the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. When in reality, that, that's what a three will say, but in reality, that three who says they are a CEO of a Fortune 500 company is probably an overnight janitor at the local elementary school. And then that, that's, that's a very deep contrast, a very wide, you know, extreme of this. But essentially, that's what it is for an, for an unhealthy theory. They will tell these fabricated stories, no matter how small they might be, no matter how great they might be, to maintain their image. So I want to talk about an aspect of the Enneagram that I have yet to talk about, and that's relationships. Now, I don't want to go too deep into talking about threes in relationships because I do plan to do a, a whole mini-series of each type in relationships during season two. So I, I don't want to give away too much right now. So I just want to give really the bare minimum. So this, we're going to go quick talking about this all right, so you ready? Probably the quickest I've ever gone talking about something. Probably not because I'm still talking and just running out. <laughs> so rambling. But all right, we're going to go quick about this because, again, I'm going to do a whole mini series in the next season about each type of relationships. But for a spiritually unaware type three, they want to project an image of a perfect family to the outside world, which will often lead their spouse and their kids to uh, just pure exhaustion because they're trying to keep up with their this three's idea of a perfect family. Threes can unconsciously view their spouse and the relationship as just as just as another task to mark off that long list of to do that just you know all right my spouse Got it. Um, uh, talked about this marriage issue. All right, got it. That, that's kind of how our three things. They 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 can unconsciously think. All right, my relationship with my spouse is just another to do item, and as I accomplish something, I can mark it off on my long list of to do. I feel accomplished. Threes desire friendships that friendships that are free and undemanding. But they never let their different friend circles mingle together. So even if, even if it's friend circles from the same setting, they will never let them mingle. They will never let them mix. So even uh, if a high school student has a you know a group of friends from school from the drama department. But then he also has a, a group of friends from school and, and the, in the um, debate club. Even though they're 
in the exact same school and 90% they all know each other, that three who is the common person will do everything to keep his drama drama club friends away from his debate club friends. Threes, because they alter the personality to match the environment and to win people over, they won't allow their friend groups to mix. They'll keep them separate. If, you know, a three unintentionally invites invites a friend from work, has a work party um, at his house, but somehow sent out an invitation to somebody from church who does not work with them, that three will try to convince that friend from church when they show up at, at the doorstep, oh, the party's been canceled, no need. Um, sorry I had to come all this way. Because that will just cause a frenzy in them having to alter their personality to win different people, different type of people over. So that's why, even though they value friendships that are free and demanding, they never let them, their different friend groups mix because they don't want to have to try to figure out a way to balance, you know, a personality that fits both friend groups. Rather, all right, it's easier for me as a three to, you know, all right, these are my drama club friends, so I'm going to be dramatic. I'm going to play the part. All right, this is my friend from church. All right, I'm going to be all holy art thou, no cursing. Um, Christian music 24-7 threes really alter the personality to just win different type of people over. So I told you we're going to go quick about talking about relationships. And that's all I have for relationships on threes. Again, um, I will be going deeper into type three relationships in season two and as well as relationships for every type of the Enneagram in season two. It's going to be a whole mini series and I promise you, you're not going to want to miss it. So here's a little pre-promo for it. Tune in in season two for our relationship series. All right. Do you like buying merch and supporting your favorite brands? Well, now you can support any Grammar Start podcast by showing off our merch. We have socks, blankets, shirts, tote bags, mugs, and more stuff to come in the coming months. Just head over to merch.braylonwilliams.me to shop the collection of Enneagram Restored Podcast merch. So before I end this episode, I want to give some practical advice some practical tips for way for type threes to experience to to my bad i'm losing my mind right now um but i want to give some practical advice some practical tips for type threes to change their source of admiration so there are many ways for a type three to experience growth you know it might be slowing down it might be practicing active listening. It, it might even be developing charity within your relationships. Those are just a few ways a type three can experience growth. However, though, I think that the biggest way for a type three to grow would be changing their source of admiration. So if you're a type three, 
please dial in, listen closely, lean in if you have to, turn the volume up even to listen to this because I believe this will help you in the long run. So naturally three seek acknowledgement and admiration of their accomplishments from other people, uh, but it shouldn't be that way. Admiration should first come from God, second yourself, and third, everyone else. Every Your admiration should come from everyone else last after you get it from God and yourself. So first, as a three, you, you should change your main source, your first source of admiration to flow from God and from his love. You, you should strive to match the image your image to the image of Jesus Christ as opposed to matching your image to the most successful, high-influencing person you can think on, think of here on earth. Your first source of admiration for your accomplishments should be God and his love. Match, be, Strive to match your image to the image of Jesus Christ. You know, the gifts of the Spirit, um, uh, the fruits of the spirit, you know, becoming experienced love, joy, happiness, kindness, um, living by the Bible. You know, one thing that I, I love and I myself just strive to be, I don't know if you ever heard, but I've, I've heard of people and I've known some people who, when, when they talk about the Bible, they really talk about it like as if they lived it, as if it's happening in the current moment. I've literally known people who will, even though, you know, the story of Daniel and the lion's den happened like over 2,000 years, we'll talk about like as if it happened yesterday. We'll talk about the creation story as if it happened yesterday. They will talk about the sentencing of Jesus Christ to the cross as if it happened yesterday. And really, I I have to be honest, I, I, I kind of strive to be like that myself. And, you know, be able to talk about the Bible like this as if I'm living it currently, even though it happened over 2,000 years ago. Your first source of admiration as a type 3 should be God and his love. And your second source of admiration should be yourself. So how can you be your own source of admiration? Well, it, it starts by you becoming more self-aware and embracing your vulnerability. Again, I'm not a three, but I myself, I'm currently working on becoming more self-aware and more vulnerable. You know, I, I really just I find it funny that so many of my life problems, um, spiritually, career-wise, um, relationship-wise, so many of those problems just somehow fix themselves as I become more self-aware. And as I embrace my vulnerability more, you've got to love yourself and embrace your vulnerability to the max. And I talk a little bit about me and my 
um, emotions and vulnerability in uh, an earlier episode um, should be in episode three of this first season I talk about. It. So if you want to go back and listen to that, um, it could be some more practical advice for you that in that too, and as well in, in the area of, you know, self-love and vulnerability. But ask yourself, as a type three, ask yourself, whether it's one time a day or if it's multiple times a day, ask yourself this question. Do your words, actions, thoughts, goals match how you truly and authentically feel? Does that goal of becoming CEO of Walmart really match what you want to do authentically? Or do you just want to be a teacher at the local high school? Do how you authentically feel match your current goals, your words, your thoughts, your actions? And are you allowing people to see who you truly are or are you projecting a false image? Hoping that this false image will make them like you more. Aren't are you? Which one is it? Are you showing your true self or this false image? Hoping people will admire you more. Hoping people will like you more. Hoping that you will gain more friends. If you're projecting a false image, I'm here to tell you today that it is time for you to embrace your vulnerability to the max. Embrace your vulnerability to the max. Say it with me one time. Embrace my vulnerability to the max. I can tell you from experience that once you begin to embrace your vulnerability to the max, and once you begin to take note of your authentic self, you will not only increase your happiness, but you'll also begin to admire your personality more than your accomplishments. You'll begin to admire yourself for who you are more than you will for what you think other people see you as, what you for what your accomplishments say you are, for what your degree says you are. When you embrace your vulnerability, when you become more self-aware, when you take note of who your authentic self is, you admire yourself more. And that's why you should be your second source of admiration. And your last source to be everybody else. I, I don't even want to talk about this very long because, it, 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 honestly, everybody else don't matter. Only people that matter is God, the people that put clothes on your back, <laughs> gave you a roof to live under. <laughs> That's the only people whose opinions matter. And even then... Your family opinions don't matter in some areas of your life. We just face it. Your admiration should not come from 
other people more than it does God in yourself. What other people say and think should affect your happiness little to none. What other people think about your accomplishments, what they applaud you on, what they don't applaud you on, should affect your happiness little to none. I want to say it should expect your it, it affect your happiness zero. But I know this is life, and so every little word somebody says does affect us just a little bit. But I want to offer this, what I think is a great ratio of sources of admiration. 50% of your admiration should come from God. 45% from yourself. And 5% from others. And honestly, I think that 5% should be a little bit less lower. But I'm giving a little bit more room for family members, for friends who actually love you and want you to become better. So if you so if you really break that into two separate groups, your the your admiration from your source of admiration from your family who really love you, want to see you go places and the friends who really love you and want to see you grow, become a better person, that should be 3%. And everybody else after them should be 2%. If you change your sources of admiration from other people to God, yourself, then the last source of admiration being other people, I promise you, I believe strongly that you will experience a different, better lifestyle. That you'll experience happiness better. That you'll begin to live in the moments of life to the fullest. Well, that's all I have for this episode of Enneagram Restore Podcast. For you. Um, again, thank you for listening. Um, I encourage you don't miss next week's show. I'm going to wrap up talking about the heart triad and talk about type fours. And then we'll be moving on to the head triad, the final triad we have to talk about. But before we move there, we're going to talk about type fours. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be great. So don't miss it. And remember, Enneagram doesn't define you, but it does bring restoration. It helps reshape your thinking and habits. 